The fantasy genre is vast, complex, and has existed for time immemorial. It is a way to escape the drudgery of everyday life, but also a method humanity uses to examine itself in interesting, boundary-shattering ways. We are fascinated with the heights of glory we can rise to, with the depths of depravity in which we sometimes fall. Fantasy gives us an opportunity to reflect on these themes, and let's face it, it's also just plain old fun. Join us weekly on Fridays for the Fantasy in General podcast, where we discuss all things fantasy in general. Thank you so much and enjoy the show. guys and welcome to episode six of fantasy in general welcome or fig for short fig for short as we, i learned last week i can't just intro with fig well because on the podcast platforms it's written fantasy in general not fig yeah but like if you're cool with the lingo you know so our loyal listeners will know all about what we're talking about our figsters our i like it yes the figsters I think we read an email last week that said fantasiers, but I like fixtures. I like fi- It's more specific. It really is. You know, to the pod. To the pod. Yeah. The fig pod. Yeah. So how has your week been? We always start off talking about our week, so. You know, my week has been really good. I actually uh, traveled to Colorado. Ooh. Because my sister lives there. Okay. And she lives kind of on this ranch area which has a lot of space for kids to run and have a lot of fun and so sounds like god's country yeah i mean i guess to a certain extent for sure i mean it's wide open it's just it's just a lot of fun it's just kind of a different thing than what we're used to here where we live in very much an urban environment yeah yeah okay nice visit though very nice visit very nice visit not we've got some we've actually have some good friends there that she's friends with that we've developed friendships with and it it's really cool. Okay. And then, okay, so tell me about, you guys traveled on an airline. We a did. A new airline. Yes. That's super cheap. Ridiculously cheap. Yeah. Like, stupid cheap. Like, how do they stay in business cheap? It's called Avelo. A-V-E-L-O. Okay. Airlines. And they fly to very specific places. Like, they fly out of Burbank here in California, which... Oh, so a smaller, a smaller airport. Yeah, I mean... Well, I mean, it's not LAX. I mean, thank goodness. Yeah, I mean, yes. Because yeah. LAX is a nightmare. Yeah. But they... And you avoid the 405, which is phenomenal. But, yeah, Burbank is... You know, it's a smaller airport considered to L... I mean, compared to LAX. Yeah. But, you know, compared to other airports, it's pretty decent sized. But, yeah, that's where they're stationed out of in California. And they fly to, like, all these different cities. But they're kind of random cities. Like, they fly to Grand Junction, Colorado. Which is where we flew into. Yeah, so like not Denver, not not like the big airports of the state. Right. Know? I doubt yeah. they fly to New York City. They probably fly to like Albany or okay. something like that. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, for cheap. For super. And oh. it works out for you guys going to Grand Junction. It yeah, it works out great because that's where we travel. When we travel out of state, that's where we go to most of the time. Yeah. So. What about you? How was your week? Um, it was good. Yeah. Yeah. Anything fantastical happen well i went out to lunch with my family okay um and it was really great to be in a restaurant you know yeah hasn't happened too often in a couple years okay and i have a question for you because i thought about this as i was eating i have an answer this did not happen to me i want to be clear and i'm not going to say the restaurant name that i went to because i just want to be very clear that this did not happen to me at the restaurant okay what would you do if you found a hair in your food? I would immediately reject the meal and never go back to that restaurant again. Never go back? Never. And you would reject the whole meal? Kelsey, one time I went to a restaurant that shall remain nameless. Okay? Because okay. I don't want to ruin anybody's appetite for this restaurant. But I took a bite of the food that I was given. And there were so many hairs in it. Okay, if there's a lot. And I but what about like one? bit it back into my plate, and I've never gone back there again, and it's been years, whisper almost a decade. The, whisper the name to me. 
I'll let you know after the episode. Okay, okay. But, okay, so a lot of hairs. What if it's like one hair? You wouldn't just pick it out? Okay, it's debate. Okay, so if it's like if I'm at a family member's house and some hair ends up in my food, you know, I'll be like, oh, that's pretty gross and pull it out and continue. But at a restaurant, I don't know that person. I don't know where they've been, what they've exposed themselves to. I'm done. And you'll never go back to the restaurant because of one hair? Because this is how, okay. Well, okay. So the hair in my food has happened to me one time at this restaurant. Thankfully, some people have probably had multiple experiences, which if you have, I'm very sorry. Why do you think so? Because it's that type of place? No, I don't necessarily think it's that. I mean, this is, okay, where we live, that's a very successful restaurant. They have multiple locations. Gosh, I want to know. I think you know. Okay. I think I've told you this story before. Okay. But I will let you know post-podcast. I mean, multiple hairs is pretty gross. I couldn't even pull the bite away from my food because there were so many hairs holding it together. That's disgusting. Okay, that's really gross. I'm that's saying, what I'm saying. No, I'm saying like one hair. One hair. Human hair is gross. Okay. Do you not agree? I think that I would probably, uh, depends, I would either like ask for a new meal or like not eat that section or something. <laughs> not eat that, <laughs> that portion of food? Yeah. Yeah, I was But dying. I have like long hair, so I know how it is, you know? It falls out all the time. But at a restaurant, aren't you supposed to be wearing hair nets if you're preparing food? Are you? In a post-COVID world, I hope so. I only worked at Starbucks, so I know that I did not have to wear a hairnet at Starbucks. You're making coffee. How many hairs do you think you got in people's cups of coffee? Um, Depends if I liked you or not. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) my goodness. I've actually been to the Starbucks that Kelsey worked at, and she did a good job. Oh, thank you. The one here in Bakersfield? Correct. Or in Long Beach? In Bakersfield. Oh, okay. I don't. I don't think I ever went to the one. I went to the restaurant you worked at in Long Beach. Oh, Lucille's. Lucille's, mm. amazing. Good stuff. Really good food. I served John Stamos there. I. I know you know that. Okay. I like to brag. Last episode we talked about Adam Driver. Yes. John Stamos. That's a beautiful man. Agreed. Yeah, but he doesn't have Adam's voice. It doesn't matter. He's got <laughs> the greatest hair I've ever seen, and. He also, he's like Sean Connery. He gets better as he gets older. He does. He does. He looks really, really great. He's got to be pushing 60, and he looks way better than he... you think so? I I think so, and he looks way better than he did in his... Okay, Uncle Jesse, full house days, gorgeous man, despite the mullet. Yeah. But that was in in the 80s. but that was in. But even, but nowadays... 57. Oh, my goodness. Look at how good he looks right there. Yeah, like... Hashtag. Oh, what a smile. What a great smile. Hashtag goals. Anyway, yeah. He's very good looking. He tips well. Um, there you go. You have it here on, yeah. on the fig. He tips well. He tips and well. And he enjoys taking his mom to Lucille's. And that was in the Los Angeles area. Yes. So if you are a waiter slash waitress in service in a restaurant in the Los Angeles area. You have a chance. John Stamos may visit your establishment. I don't know if that narrows it down at all for anybody. But LA area is pretty large. Yeah. Where was no, your was think, it was it in Long Beach? Yeah, is it was that in where Long you're... Beach? I think it was like his mom lives in Long Beach or something. That's sweet that he took his mom out. Yeah. Was her name last name? I guess her last name probably is Stamos. I would assume, right? But he probably paid. Yeah. Because he gave you oh, a yeah, generous tip. Yeah, he paid and I also took a picture of his signature. Oh my goodness. Did Jess take a picture with him? No, because I waited on him. I was the second person to wait on him because the first lady to wait on him couldn't keep it together. She was so excited. Yeah. So I came in. So they were like, Kelsey. Kelsey. You're a reasonable person. Definition of chill. (laughs) Surely she won't freak out. You're the Luna Lovegood of our establishment. You need to go in there and deal with this. (laughs) I don't know if, I don't know if anybody would say that about me. I would say you're very Luna Lovegoodish. Like chill? Like would you pick me to like wait on somebody because I was so chill about it? I mean, I definitely did okay. He tipped me. Would so. I choose you? Yeah, because here's the thing. When it comes to like your job, whatever you're doing, you're very professional. Oh. But do you not agree? 
I, it was a surprise to me when you said that. <laughs> so I've seen you at work. You're professional. You joke around, but you're professional. Now, if it's Kelsey in her private life, I don't know. Okay. If you'd hold it together. Oh, I wouldn't. You might like, fan if I If I was eating at the restaurant, mm-hmm. done. Did you speak to him at all? Well, I took his order. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you remember what he ordered? No, I don't. I was too busy fangirling in my head. Probably fried okra because fried okra is amazing Oh, there. yuck. Okay. Oh. Slimy. You know what? Fried okra and baked beans. Ideal meal. Fried pickles. I do like fried pickles. Those I, are delicious. Almost anything fried, really. Uh, fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we wanted to talk about more that we learned about John Favreau since last week. We did, because last week I speculated that he was leaving the Star Wars Disney universe, and apparently I... Like, as wrong as can be, really. Well, alleged... Our fact checker fact checked you. Allegedly, I was wrong. Oh. Allegedly. Okay. No, go ahead. What what, what did we learn, Kelsey? No, no, no. You correct me. You go for it. No, no, no. no. You're our ombudsman. What does that mean? It's an official title that companies have for people who correct mistakes. Are you calling me a know-it-all? I No! No! Just sometimes, you know, like if you're in a journalistic environment, sometimes you report something that may not be 100% accurate, or maybe you thought it was at the time, but then later on you learn that you were wrong. Oh. So like what happened with you just now? Well, last week. Oh. Yeah. Let me, I mean, I'm going to look this up. Ombudsman. You're our ombudsman. Ombudsman? Ombuds. Oh, ombudsman. Let me see this real quick here. You know a lot of words that not you know not why? a lot of the population. Because I read. I do too, but I don't know <laughs> ombudsman. An ombudsman is an official appointed to investigate individuals' complaints against maladministration, especially that of public authorities. Are you calling yourself a public authority? I suppose not, <laughs> but I know about ombudsman at ESPN. Okay. When people complain about things that they write, and oh. then this dude comes on and says, hey, we're sorry, this is actually what's right. So that's how you know it, not from reading. I read articles on ESPN.com. Okay. Anyways, our fact checker enlightened us to some information mm-hmm. on John. On John Favreau, yes. Take it away. Well, we learned that John, thankfully, has come back to, and he has run season three of The Mandalorian. Which is... Really done filming now? Apparently it's done filming and they are in like the final editing process because I think, and correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, I will. Out there. Well, yeah, you're the ombudsman, (laughs) but also our listeners in that the Mandalorian typically gets released in October. No, Christmas time. Or December. I'm sorry. You're right. December. I told you I would correct you. Thank you. Thank you very much. (laughs) So yeah, it gets released in December. So apparently it's in the final editing process and he ran the show and there are persistent rumors as recently as like a day ago, a couple days ago, that still speculate that John Favreau might be replacing Kathleen Kennedy as the primary creative force behind the Star Wars universe at Lucasfilms. So tell me how you feel about this, Bobby. I think... I know you have a lot of feelings. Oh, I do have a lot of feelings um, about this for sure. I love it because I mean, do we agree that the Mandalorian? You hated on it a little bit last no, episode. No, I didn't hate on it. You're so extreme. You said it was slow That's and boring. Fine. Okay, can I say something? Okay, let me say something. The Crown is slow as well and hugely enjoyable on Netflix. Yes. Okay. Just because it's slow. Like a slow pace doesn't mean that it's bad or I hate it. But there's action in The Mandalorian. I know. And there is in other things that are slow. Is there action in The Queen? It's just not as fast pace as, as The Phantom Menace. <laughs> Jar Jar really picks up the pace. I guess. No, but you know what I mean? That's all that I'm saying. Okay. Because it's a series. Mm-hmm. I think that's a lot to do with it as well. Yeah, I mean, they have multiple episodes to develop the storyline. Yeah. Anyways. But I'm very happy about it because I think he's very creative. 
And I think he understands... Here's my big thing with him is he's a Star Wars fan. So he understands what Star Wars fans want. Kathleen Kennedy... You know, she's done a lot of good stuff. She's worked with George Lucas in the past and Steven Spielberg and worked on a bunch of big movies and things like that, which is why she got the job to begin with. But I don't think she fully understands what the fans want. Is she is she Disney? Or she was, is she Star Wars? Like, is she, you know, is she somebody coming from Disney? No. So, oh, okay. So her background, as far as I know, is she the reason she was given the job as president of Lucas Films is because she's worked with George Lucas and she also worked with Steven Spielberg. So she was oh, like their okay. right hand woman. Okay. One so, of the executive I mean, she producers. Has cred. She does have cred to that extent for sure. But can we also agree that the movies that George Lucas directed of Star Wars are a little lacking? He directed the prequel trilogy. Yeah. All of those movies. Wait. He directed Phantom Menace. Oh, okay. I thought that you were talking about OG. No, well, he directed... I was like, that was not lacking. How dare you? I know. No. Okay. He did direct A New Hope, which was very good. Yeah. But he hired other people to direct Empire Strikes Back, which I think everybody... The best. ...agrees is the best. Yes. And he hired a different person to direct Return of the Jedi. Okay. He was the producer and the writer, but not the director. But then he directed Phantom Menace. Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. He directed all three of those. Correct. What did he, where did he go so wrong? Because I think. So he's the creator, but he has no business directing. I think he's a gifted storyteller as far as script writing goes. Yeah. But I think there's a difference between being a gifted writer sometimes and also being a gifted director. Okay. That's true. I mean, yeah. It's completely different, really. Yeah. I mean, there's some directors that get it done. Like Wes Anderson writes most of his movies, if not all of them. Who's that? Wes Anderson did... He's done uh, like 10 films now, but he did... What he's probably best known for are the Royal Tenenbaums, Grand Budapest Hotel. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, that one under the sea? Yeah, The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And he's directed many others. Um, and oh, the, uh, oh gosh, I am, bl- Moonrise Kingdom. Yeah. Really good movie. Okay, okay. Fantastic Mr. Fox. Okay. I mean, you know how I feel about yeah, that. Yeah, you it's, absolutely love it's Fantastic the background, Mr. Fox. It's the background on my computer. Oh, I know. You know, you've seen it. There it is. There it is. Fantastic Mr. Fox. Um, okay, so that's exciting news about John. Yes, very exciting. Yeah. Uh, we also just saw the other day the trailer for Space Jam. Space Jam, a, the, new, a new legend. A new legacy. A new legacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we say we're going to do, when that comes out, we're going to do a special episode because that's for sure fantasy. I, I mean, it's a guy traveling through space and time to play basketball with the Looney Tunes. So, watch out, people. It's coming. It's coming. And probably some significant mentions of the original Space Jam. Yeah. Because defining... Everybody get up. <laughs> That's probably all I can do, legally. It's maybe <laughs> legally. I mean, you sang a line of the Magic School Bus a few weeks ago. That's true. We'll see what happens. But, yeah. I mean, maybe the defining soundtrack of the 90s agreed that and maybe i mean a bunch of people would say titanic no but i say space Space jam Jam. hands down hands down all right well let's take a break for (laughs) a word from our sponsor okay and then we will talk about our new character i'm excited So we are ready for our fourth character. Our fourth character, sixth episode. I'm very excited about this one. I know you are. Because <laughs> listeners, if you remember, okay, if you're real fans, this is Bobby's favorite watched 
yes. fantasy series. Yes, it is. It falls under science fiction, which I believe is a fan- is a subgenre well, of fantasy. Yeah, yeah. yes. Uh, so we are talking, of course, about Firefly. Mm-hmm. And who is the main character of Firefly? Well, it's an ensemble cast, yeah. but I would argue that the lead yeah. character in that ensemble is one Captain Malcolm Reynolds. Mal, for short. Mal, for short, And yes. I appreciate that he already has a nickname, so I don't have to make one for him. Are you going to make a nickname off of Mal? No, that's what I'm saying. You're going to call him I, like Mal Mal or something? Mal Mal? <laughs> Mal Mal? Mally. <laughs> no, I like that he already has. I love nicknames, so... Uh, I like that he has one. In fact, I think I may watch some of this one eventually tonight when I'm trying to fall asleep. Oh. Because it's phenomenal. And you've, you've, wa- okay. Yes. You have watched this series with me. It was probably yes. like my fourth time watching this series. It was your first time. Yeah. That was what? 2013. That was eight years ago now. Was it that long ago? That was a long time ago. We're getting old. At least yeah. I'm getting old. I'm not. Um, I know. You're, yeah. You have unlimited power, apparently, and you are ageless, I guess. Yes. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Cool. Yeah. Thank you for recognizing that. I certainly will. So, yeah. But in preparation, I started re watching it with my husband. Yes. Yeah. So we actually are on episode three of Firefly. Mm hmm. And it was really cool that everything kind of came flooding back. Like, I was like, oh, I remember all this. Oh, it's so good. It is very good. It's very good. Do you really, like, honest, like, okay, Luna Lovegood, honesty time. Oh. Do you really enjoy it? I do enjoy it. Okay, I good. wouldn't. I would not watch it if I didn't enjoy it. Okay, good. Yeah. I'm just making sure. No, I wouldn't watch it. Because I don't want to put you through something you're going to dislike. No, I actually, I like it a lot. Okay, good. I, I know love, you really like Serenity. I like all the characters a lot. Some more than others. For sure, for sure. You don't but, like Jane, do you? No. <laughs> uh, but what was I going to say? No, I. so I'm re-watching it. But with that said, I haven't watched it all for eight years. So you're kind of going to lead this conversation more. Okay. And I'll pipe in where appropriate. I'm prepared for this. Yes. yes. Oh, I know. You were born for this conversation. I, I like to think so. Yes. But, I mean, I do value your input, and I want to get your honest assessment, especially when we went to get, get to questions about Mal. Oh, I know. What your opinions are. I know you value that. But we use several sources yes. for this episode. First of all, of course, the your Firefly brain. series. Oh. Well, which my brain has absorbed what was in the Firefly yes. series, as well as the movie Serenity, which mm-hmm. came out a few years after the series ended. Which I didn't realize until you told me that today. For some reason, I thought that the movie was made right, like, Quickly after the series ended. No, it took an under, it sort of took like a, like a mass movement by fans to get the movie made. Um, and then we've also used firefly.fandom.com. Which clearly we like that website. We do. because the fandom.com website. It's yeah. good. Yeah. They do a lot of good stuff. Yeah. And I also have a book that has a lot of fantastic oh. information in it called Firefly, A Celebration, which is the official companion to the series Ooh, companion mm-hmm. just like uh it's like sanctioned by joss whedon yeah. the creator of firefly who also made what it what else did he make the avengers yes and buffy <laughs> the you. vampire slayer that's what, okay i was thinking about buffy that's what i was thinking about and angel yeah. and others dollhouse i think is the name of another show he did mm, unclear unclear <laughs> um okay so let's chat a little bit about mal and where he came from so we see when we first see mal yes in episode one mm-hmm. he's fighting in a war yes okay and he seems to be he's a sergeant is that what he is sergeant malcolm okay. reynolds yeah. yes so tell me about sergeant malcolm reynolds and kind of that background well in the very first episode which actually was not released first the first episode that was released on fox the network that carried firefly was the train job yeah how does that happen hold on let's back up let's not talk about mel let's back up to firefly okay it was unsuccessful it was not successful while it was on air because they released it released the episodes in the incorrect order 
I speculate that one of the reasons, yeah, it wasn't successful, and others do too, other brown coats, which is what Firefly Flans are called. <laughs> Firefly, Flyer, bleh. Fret, that's, a, yeah. that's a tongue okay. twister. Boba Fret. But yeah, Boba Fret. <laughs> Firefly fans are called brown coats. Um, Just like you guys are called figsters. Yes, yeah, absolutely. So. Um, and so one of the reasons we speculate that the show was not successful is the first episode aired is called The Train Job, which is a very good episode, lots of action. And that's why Fox wanted it released first, because there was a lot of action in it. Oh, they did it on purpose? Oh, yeah. They released it first on purpose? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Fox did, yeah. What in the world? Yeah, because it did because they didn't feel like the first episode, which is called Serenity, by the way. But why would... That makes no sense. They did it because they didn't think Serenity, the first episode, had an... I agree with you. But it is all of the background of who's on board. Agreed. Serenity, the first episode, lays the groundwork. I thought that this was all an accident. You thought that, th- that a network that that's focus is to make money did <laughs> yes. it on accident? Yeah. Well, that's why I was shocked. And now I'm even more shocked. I mean, it's sad. And I really think that may have led ultimately to the show's downfall. But it was, it's, I mean, it's also kind of a, a it's a very original premise. It's, I mean, it's a space Western. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're space pirate cowboys. Yes, basically. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I think maybe that took some warming up to yeah. originally. I mean, agreed. Yeah. But yeah, I think one of the reasons is because what's the best part of Firefly? Is the characters. And the the intro song. Oh my goodness. Oh, so it's good. It's so good. Sunny Rhodes. Amazing. Okay, but hold on. So they re- they released the train job and then they did they hop back to episode one? Episode one was actually the last episode aired. Oh I can't even right now. What? Yeah. Do you understand my heartbreak and the heartbreak yeah, of the brown that coats? Makes... What did Nathan Fillion say? I can't remember if Nathan Fillion is. I'm sure he has commented on that, but I haven't read anything about it. I know Joss Whedon's yeah, commented Joss... on it. What did he say? He was disappointed in it. Disappointed? That's all? Well, I mean, the guy's made a lot of money doing other things. Oh my gosh. That blows my mind. Yeah. It was sad. You would have no idea what in the whole world is happening. Yeah, I, it would have been a lot more difficult to get connected to the characters, I feel. Okay. Because, yeah, you watch Serenity and it's like, oh my gosh, I love these people. I knew it was out of order. One, I thought that it was an accident. Two, I thought that they just did the train job. So they did episode two, then went, oops, episode one, three, four, five, you know. Yeah. I didn't know that they completely, okay. Oh yeah, they completely rearranged it. But, yeah, so unfortunately. Okay, so anyway, in episode one, <laughs> the real episode one, the real. Fox. Yes. He is fighting in a war. He's a sergeant. He's fighting in a okay. war. He is a sergeant, yes. And the Malcolm Reynolds we encounter during this, and when we encounter him, it's during the battle of what's called the Battle of Serenity Valley. Okay. Which, spoiler oh. alert, is probably where he gets the name of his ship. Oh. Um, so... Mal fought for the independence. Yes. They were f- battling against the Alliance. So the Alliance wanted to bring all of the planets under their control because the premise of Firefly is that the Earth that was, is how they referred to it, got used up. Yeah. So they go out and they start to find other planets that they feel, once they terraform them, can, which is, like, which is making those planets or moons like Earth, yeah. terraforming. And once they terraform those planets, they can live there. Human beings can live there. And the Alliance wants to bring all those planets under their control. Well, Malcolm Reynolds, Mal, 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 Malby, whatever you want to call him. <laughs> You're the one giving nicknames now. <laughs> See, you love it. <laughs> it does entertain me. So he was raised on one of these outer planets that, was, that wasn't a part of the central system of planets under the Alliance's control. Okay. And so he had a hard childhood. He was raised by his mother and about 40 ranch hands is what 
it says in the what because his mom owned a ranch okay so he grew up with his mom in the ranch hands who okay. worked on his mom's ranch okay and so he values his independence yeah and so when the war breaks out he joins the independents which are nicknamed the brown coats mm -hmm. by the alliance because because they have brown coats yeah okay yeah it's like when the during the revolutionary war the americans yeah, called the, the british the red coats yeah that's yeah. true okay so anyways, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the series, I highly suggest you watch it. It's phenomenal. It is so well written and the characters are so well cast and so well mm, done. Mm -hmm. um, but the in the Battle of Serenity Valley, the independents lose. It's kind of like the defining battle of the war that ultimately yeah. ends in the independents losing. But during that episode, I mean, you tell me, you just watched episode one. Yeah. How does Mal appear to you? Uh, confident funny oh well i okay i'm sorry during in that episode the battle. And during the battle yeah when he's okay. there yeah what After, is mal like oh he's funny confident uh great leader people want to follow him do you remember what he kisses in the episode in the first he, few oh, minutes he kisses um his cross necklace he does yeah he kisses his cross necklace yeah so he's like a man of intense faith yes yeah he thinks that they're in the gonna, first Five minutes. In the, within the yes. first five minutes, yeah. right? But then, of course, we know the independents lose. Yeah. And then the next time we pick up with Mal, he's... What is it? Six years later? It's six years later, yeah. I believe, yeah. yeah. Now we see him basically in space with a crew, and they are salvaging a wrecked ship, which is illegal. It's an illegal salvage yeah. operation. Hence, space pirate cowboy. No, yeah. This is the pirate part. That, that's the pirate part. Yeah. Absolutely. He's like a pirate smuggler type yeah. guy. And we come to learn throughout the series that Mal's changed quite a bit. Yes. Quick question. Why do you think that he named his ship Serenity after Serenity Valley if they lost there? You know, that's a question that I've thought about. It's, it's a very interesting question. I think that Mal wants to remember where he suffered his greatest defeat but I also think he still holds an affinity for the battle because that was it was the last stand of the independence. Yeah, like and their last stronghold, kind of. Yeah, okay. what he believed in so much. Okay. Hmm. And he loved the people that he served with. Yeah, yeah. And he I watched them one die. Of, one of his lines, he he told one of the soldiers that they are too good looking to die. Yeah, we're just so. too good looking <laughs> to die. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so sorry, go on about his, uh, how, we, how we see him after six years later. Yeah, well, I wanted to get, a, we're going to get a little bit into his personality. Yeah. And we learn that really as the series progresses. We learn a lot of it in the first episode. And, um, I mean, you've watched the first, you've rewatched, you've watched the yeah. whole series, but yeah. you've rewatched the first two episodes. So when Mal interacts with people now, it's a lot different than he was because oh, he was very optimistic before. Yeah. Stark contrast from the first five minutes of the episode yes. to six years later. Oh, yeah. Much more cynical. When he deals with, because I, like you mentioned, he's kind of a pirate. Yeah. So when he deals with people, he's dealing with people that are kind of illicit individuals. Yeah. Dealing mm -hmm. with like, you know, black market type of stuff. Yeah. And when he does... He's not happy-go-lucky Mal. No, no. He he definitely is not. He definitely um, has a chip on his shoulder, I would say. Yeah. He seems like. Um, and I think one of the quotes from somebody that he interacts with is, uh, he says, you're a man of honor and a den of thieves. Yes. Oh, Which great line I think, by Badger. Yeah, by Badger, yeah. Which I think embodies him a lot. And how he, how his attitude is now, his character is now, mm -hmm. um, because I think that he still has that honor and that uh, sergeant, soldier, leader mentality. Yes. But he's doing these things like pirating, okay, mm -hmm. which is kind of, I don't know, would you, do you think that his personality changed so much because... He's ashamed. 
interesting. I don't know if it's that he's ashamed. You mean ashamed that they lost? Not ashamed that ashamed that of what he has had to resort to to survive now. I mean, maybe to an extent, but I think he also takes a lot of pride in it. You think so? I think see, I think that he decided to go into that life because it affords him the most freedom. Yeah, that's true, and he's good at it. He, well, we'll get into that a little yeah, bit okay. later. We'll, I'll, get in. I'll, yeah. we'll talk about yeah. whether or not he's good at it. Okay. Um, but yeah, he's he's become a very cynical person. Yeah, definitely. Um, he had faith previously. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then he loses it. Yeah, they make it very obvious that he does by kissing his necklace. Yeah. His cross necklace. Yeah, that he believes in a higher power. Yeah. And, and then immediately when we see him again. Yeah. He doesn't. Because in the first episode when Shepherd Book. Yes. Comes on. Who's a religious figure. He kind is, of like yeah. like a, a missionary pastor type. Yeah, as a shepherd, he's definitely, yeah. it makes it clear with his garb. He's yeah. wearing a collar. Yeah. He looks like a priest. Um, he asks Mal if he can pray, if he can say grace. Oh, that's right. And then Mal says, sure, as long as you don't say it out loud. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's very clear that he's not anymore. No. And it's, I mean, do you think that he, I mean, what's the vibe that you get as somebody who's, because I've watched it so many times, as okay. somebody who's re-watching it again, do you feel like Mal completely does not believe in a higher power anymore, or he's bitter I think he's bitter. Okay. Yeah. I, that's the vibe that I get. I think that he's bitter. And I think that that's displayed through his cynicism and his attitude. Okay. That overall, he's bitter. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. And he doesn't... He's slow to trust. Yes. He's slow to trust people. In the first episode, is that when he encounters the woman named Patience, I believe, on the moon? He's going to sell her a... Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This woman shot him in the past. Yeah. And he doesn't trust her at all. No. I mean, obviously because he's been shot. But I feel like that's what helps keep him and his crew alive. Yeah. But I think that he's he's distrustful, but he also follows his instincts. For sure. Because he trusts... Um, gosh, what's, it, what's the doctor's name? Simon? Simon yeah. Tam? He, he trusts Simon fairly quickly after he has a lot of reason not to trust him. He does. That's true. So I true. think that he has instincts that he still trusts. I agree. I would say that he probably trusts him more after learning about what's gone on with River, Simon's sister. That's true. Yeah, that's true. And we'll get at it a little bit more later. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think that. Yeah, Mal is, he's pretty good at reading people, I think. Mm-hmm. He's slow to trust, but I think he's pretty decent at reading people. Yeah, yeah. He's not optimistic all the time like Luna. But he but he doesn't let people into his inner circle. We see his inner circle very quickly. Yes. Who's in that, and we don't see him really let anybody else that close. No, it takes a lot. Yeah. It takes a lot for him to let you in that close. Mm-hmm. And even then, you know... You could argue, does he really let them that close? And he's seen some stuff. Yeah. I mean, he was a soldier. Yeah. He's, I mean, for those of you who have served in the armed forces, I mean, you probably have seen people close to you get hurt Mm -hmm. or pass away. And Mal saw all that. And I feel like that's, I mean, that's a lot to deal with. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Especially, I think, well, I don't, I don't know, but... You know, and then on top of it, they lost. Yes. So, I don't know. I feel like that definitely plays into a lot of his personality for the whole series. Oh, it does for sure. Yeah. For sure. But he's also pretty funny. He's very funny. Yeah? Do you really think so? I think so. I was cracking up last night (laughs) on some of his jokes. He's pretty funny. He makes some wisecracks. Yeah. And he's, yeah, it's, it's pretty hilarious. I, some of his lines are the best in the series. Him and Wash. Wash is really good. Wash is such a gem. Yeah. But, you know, he makes, and I feel like a lot of times he makes wisecracks when he's in an uncomfortable situation. Yeah, I think so. But I also think that he does it just to humor himself. You think so? Oh, yeah. Okay, so for example, mm-hmm. when he tells Simon 
Uh, <laughs> when he tells Simon, what's her name? River. Uh, no, no, oh, I'm no, sorry, Kaylee. Ka- Kaylee. Yeah. I, I knew it was a K name. Uh, that Kaylee died. <laughs> yes. And then just walks away. And then he's cracking up with oh, Wash and man. Zoe on the bridge. Yeah. Oh, so, man. You know, that was purely done. Oh, yeah. Just to humor himself. It's true. There just was to no screw reason. With him. There was no reason. And he doesn't even go back to say just kidding or sorry or no. anything. <laughs> Poor Simon. <laughs> and Simon's like, that man's psychotic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which he is. To an ex- I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I would be too if yeah. I've seen the stuff he's seen. That's true. That's true. I mean, if that's what you got to do to get a laugh, you know. I mean, really, he has a hard life. Oh so, yeah, you know. That's another thing is that his their existence. While obviously it's enjoyable for us to watch because it's such an entertaining show. I mean, could you imagine living like that day to day? No, I wouldn't. They don't know when they're going to have food or fuel. Yeah, I know they were. Uh, Kaylee was excited about one strawberry. Yeah. Because normally they're eating like protein powder. Oh, yuck. All the body needs. Yeah. So, yeah, they have a hard life. So it's good that he has humor. I agree. And it's a it's a gallows sort of humor. Yeah. yeah. Like it's, it's dark. very dark. Yeah. 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 Uh, but I appreciate it. Oh, I, I do think, too. I think that his um, wisecracks are very well timed. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think that I, I enjoy his humor a lot. Oh, I do too. He, oh, he's, yeah, it cracks me up. And the writing is so good (laughs) and he delivers it very well. Yeah. Um, but despite all that, his cynical nature, his gallows humor type Mm -hmm. of thing, like he's kind of lives on the dark side a little bit. How do you feel like his relationship is with his crew members? How do you oh, see their his relationship with them? He would die for them. Yeah, I agree. He's very loyal to his crew. Mm-hmm. Like I said, his inner circle. Yes. I mean, he has his crew, and then he has like his inner circle of the crew too. I feel like. Do Do you agree? I I feel like he's closer to Zoe and Wash than than the and rest. Wash too. Really? I think so. Zoe for sure. Mm-hmm. Zoe's right right hand woman. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Zoe's who he trusts the most. Yeah. And I think Wash. I don't think I don't see him as close to Kaylee or um, what's the other guy's name? Jane. Yeah. Jane Book Simon Tam yeah. River. Do you agree? I think he has different relationships with them. That's true. Zoe's definitely a battle comrade. Right. Yeah, I mean, she's been there since the very beginning, and they've seen the same. They've seen it together. Crap, together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, I mean, that alone would make you closer. Yeah, I agree. It's like you know, yeah, when you experience a hardship together with somebody, I think it draws you closer. Yeah, yeah. It could do. It could do either or. It could either push you apart, or it could draw you closer together. And for him and Zoe, I think it brings them closer. Together. Yeah, agreed. And she respects him immensely. Immense. She always calls him sir. Yeah, all always. the time. All the time. No matter what, and respects his authority. Um, I'm interested about the uh, the wash statement. You think he's closer to wash? What makes you say that? Well, now that I say that, I think he does. He's closer to wash because of his relationship with Zoe. Okay, interesting. So because Wash is Zoe's husband, Mal feels closer to her. Excuse me, him? No, 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 no. I think that was my mistake that I interpreted it that way because Zoe's married to Wash. They're always together. So maybe I interpreted that relationship to be closer between Mal and Wash. Oh, okay. I think they are close. I think Mal trusts him for sure. But I mean, he's the, the pilot. Same, yeah, not on the same level as Zoe though. No, I th- he knows Zoe's always going to have his back. Yeah. No matter what. Yeah. Like even if he's making a mistake... I think he knows that Zoe's going to have his back. Yeah. But he is loyal to every single one of them. And he'll protect them above himself even, you know? I agree. And, I mean, we see that, like, with him defending Kaylee when um, she's made fun of. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I was going to say, I think his relationship with Kaylee feels to me a lot more like father-daughter. Yes. Agreed. 
he has Agreed. a lot of, he feels a lot of responsibility for her well-being. Yes. Yeah. Nothing romantic between them. He just, Kaylee to him is a precious person and he wants to make sure she's taken care of. Well, I think that's the same with a lot of um, the crew members though. That it's almost a father-like figure? No, no, no. With Kaylee. Okay. Like either little sister, father, daughter type thing. You know? Yeah. Probably because she's so sweet. Probably. But. um, I feel like Jane acts like her older brother. Yeah. He messes with her all the time. Well, yeah, exactly. But I feel like if push came to shove, Jane would kill you if you messed with her. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, But yeah, I think that he's fiercely loyal to all of his crew. Very loyal. I would agree. I mean, we see that in, in certain episodes. There's, oh man, I'm thinking, I'm blanking on the name of the episode, but this is the episode, there's an episode where Simon and River basically get kidnapped and they think that Mal has abandoned them because they see Serenity fly away, but then Mal comes back and saves him. And Simon says, why did you come back and save us? And he goes, Mal says, you're on my crew. And Simon goes, but you don't even like me and like goes on to explain all these different things. And Mal's only response again is you're on my crew. Why are we still talking about this? (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, that just proves it because I think that he, he doesn't like some of his crew a lot of the time. I agree. Yeah. I don't think he cares for Jane too much. No, I think, I think that he sees Jane as being valuable. Agreed. But, uh, Maybe he doesn't appreciate his personality. (laughs) (laughs) He's pretty abrasive. Yeah. He's pretty abrasive. And Simon, I think, is a little bit too fancy for Mal. Mal's a backwoods (laughs) kind of guy. Yeah. And you think Simon's a prissy boy. Simon with his uh, three-piece suit. Yeah. He always, he's dressed to the nines. Yeah. He's dressed to the nines. But yeah, we talk about his loyalty. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I feel like I'm dominating this conversation. No, no. I I appreciate that because you know a lot more than me. So. Okay. You're learning though. I am. Which is good. I am. And that's part of the, like, like you said, you said in a previous episode, one of the cool parts about this podcast is that we are learning new things. Yeah. And get to research more about things that we like. So I, I like this. Like I learned a lot of stuff last episode about Luna. Yeah. That I'd forgotten about. So. And it was awesome. Yeah. Because, yeah, she makes... Made the, you tear up a little bit. Some of the lines you read... I know. ...made me want to cry. Yeah. But we, we're talking about Mal's... Mal's this... Mal's a pretty complex character because of his cynicism, but he is still... Has certain element of humor to him. Yeah. Even though it's dark sometimes. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he's very loyal and honorable. Yes. And like you mentioned, what Badger said... He's, what did you say? He's a man of honor among thieves. In a den of thieves. A man of honor in a den of thieves, yeah. And Badger also says something about how, you know, you're Captain Malcolm Reynolds. You know, you go and buy yourself a ship and you're a captain, but I still think you're a sergeant. Mm -hmm. You know, you're still a soldier. Mm -hmm. And so he still has, I think, a sense of duty and honor. Oh, agreed. Despite the fact he's basically a criminal. I think... Badger was right on with that. I, I agree. Yeah. I don't and I don't think that he'll ever get rid of that. That's who he is. I think you're right. I think he does what he needs to survive. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, he still, when he can, is gonna do what's right. Do you think that he still has hope to be free from the alliance? I you know, I think that evolves as it goes on, certainly once we get to the movie Serenity. Mm-hmm. But I think during the show, he's just trying to... That's why they're constantly on the move. Yeah, just trying to survive. Yeah, and going further and further out from the central planets because he's trying to maintain independence Yeah. as much as he can. Yeah, out of alliance control, pretty much. Okay, okay. Yeah, because there's these outer... The outer planets aren't as much under control as the central planets are. Which we see with the way they live. Because it's a Western, right? Space yeah, Western. Space Western. Which is awesome. It is. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? Who knew? Who knew that it could be so yeah. cool? Um, thank you, Joss Whedon. Um, but, um, so, and you see that on the outer planets where they basically live like a pioneer existence. Yeah. Yeah. 
like horse-drawn wagons. <laughs> it's which is so it's so funny. Yeah. It's just funny to like be in Serenity mm-hmm. in the ship. Yes. And then they land and suddenly there's cowboys everywhere. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's very uh you know, you have to readjust quickly. You do. What you're watching. You kind of, oh yeah, you kind of yeah. do. It's, yeah. You have to have like a, it's this weird kind of mentality you have to have. Yeah. But, so he's got this, he's, he's, he's loyal, he's honorable, he clearly has an independent streak. Yeah. He doesn't want to answer to anybody. Which, who does? Some people do. Okay. You don't think so? Not me. Well, yeah, I agree. Okay. So would you be Mal? Um, who do you identify with most on the sh- on the crew of Serenity? Wash. Wash. I love Wash. Just the smart Alec. Yeah. Pilot, <laughs> not in charge. Playing but, with dinosaur you know. toys on the bridge. Yeah, yeah. I I love Wash. Oh, he's a great character. Yeah. We've mentioned before, Alan Tudyk is a national treasure. He is. Yeah. He's he is. really good. Um. But I can't remember where I was going with this. But we were just kind of summarizing, I guess, some of his characteristics. Yeah. But Mal also has some equipment and some weapons. And the ship itself, Serenity, that I think are a huge part of who he is as a character. Okay. Explain. So almost, I mean, Serenity is basically a character on the show. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, the ship has... Very discernible characteristics. You love that ship. Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. I have a picture of it. Well, it's almost it. it's almost like uh, how Han feels about the Falcon. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Like, that's his baby. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, a being in itself. Which, by the way, when Han, lose, Han loses the Millennium Falcon yeah. at one point, I feel like you'd have to kill Mal. Yeah. Before you took Serenity. Oh, for sure. It is his baby. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the longest term relationship he's ever had. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. Wait, so how did he get Serenity? So he... Did, we didn't talk about that yet, did we? I don't know. If, I don't think we did talk about that. I don't think that. so. How did he get Serenity? So after, Do we know? Yeah, after the, uh, after the war ends, Han... Or excuse me, Han. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. That makes okay. me sad. Yep. Mal. We were just talking about Han Solo. Okay. You confused Forgiven. me. Forgiven. So after the... Battle of Serenity, after the independents lose the war, Mal still craves independence and wants to get away from the Alliance because he obviously didn't like them. Mm-hmm. So he goes looking for a ship because he feels like that's the best way he's going to be able to, I think, maintain his independence. Yeah, okay. Makes and sense. So he finds this junker of a ship, Firefly class. Oh, okay. Okay. Which later on in the show, they have episode. there's an episode where they are stranded, basically, the crew is Mal has sent them all away on escape shuttles and he stays with the ship because the captain goes down with the ship. Right. Yeah. And he's trying to figure out how to get this part to fix the engine, to get their, their life support working again. And during that episode, it goes back to different parts of how the characters came to be on the ship. And it shows Mal wanting to go by serenity and who's with him, but Zoe. Oh, okay. And Zoe's I'm like... I'm vaguely remembering this now. And okay. Zoe's like, I hope you're not being serious about this <laughs> ship. And Mel's like, oh. I love Zoe. But it's awesome. Because she's so serious, but... <laughs> she is. But funny when appropriate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's awesome. But she will follow Mal oh, until yeah. the bitter end. Yes. She, Mal is her guy that she has attached herself to. Which is a great second, you know? Oh, man. Yeah, for sure. And so that's how he buys okay. a ship that doesn't really work and gets it fixed up and <laughs> but flies. But hey, it's a great one. It's mm. a great ship. It's so wonderful. I love Serenity. So it's a part of who Mal is, right? Yeah. It gives him his independence. Mm-hmm. It helps give him his independence. And then Mal obviously has iconic clothing that he wears. Yes. The brown coat. The brown coat. Which is probably the most distinguishing piece of clothing that he wears. And again, this represents his independence, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because and he what... doesn't, yeah, that's what he wears all the time, even after he clearly lost. Yes. That's what he wears the entire series. He wants everybody to know yeah. 
where he stands. I was a brown coat. Which I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. He's very too. proud. He's proud. He's a man of he's a man of principle despite yeah. being a thief. Yeah. Um, okay, so real quick, we're gonna go off on a tangent, but you had told me a funny uh story yes. about Nathan Fillion, but him in the show Castle. Which is also a pretty good show. Yeah. So he was in the show Castle. Mm-hmm. And tell me about the reference to Firefly. I thought it was really funny. There's a Halloween episode of Castle, and it's like in the fourth or fifth season, I think. And uh, Castle's like in his room changing into his costume, and he comes out, and he's wearing Mal clothing. He's dressed like Mal from Firefly. Yeah. He's got the gun. He's got the clothing on the brown coat and everything and he's going pew, pew, acting like he's shooting in the air and stuff like that and his daughter comes in goes what are you he goes i'm a space cowboy <laughs> and then she says weren't you that like seven years ago it's time to get over it because i think at that point firefly yeah, ended like, like seven, seven years, years ago and he goes i'm never gonna get over it <laughs> you know what us neither no Brown coat forever. Brown coat for life. Absolutely, Mal. <laughs> but I love that. I love that. I mean, and you know that was Nathan Fillion wanting to do that. Oh, yeah. So. Hands down. We appreciate you, Nathan. We do. Can I call him Nate? You can call him Nate. Okay, I'll call because him Because I feel like if he were here with us right now, he'd be like, you he'd can call me whatever you that. want to. Yeah, unless he was very in character for Mal, then I would be kind of, you know. Then I, you better call I would him call sir. him sir. I would call him sir. Call him sir. Uh, so now that we've kind of talked about Mal's personality, his characteristics, you've watched the series before, you're kind of re-watching it. Yeah. Let, let's, let's talk about a few questions we have and okay. maybe discuss them a little bit. Yeah, for sure. So I read in my book, A Firefly, A Celebration, mm-hmm. Nathan Fillion is the actor who portrayed Mal says he feels that each crew member that's on Serenity represents a part of Mal that he's lost. Okay. What do you think of this theory? So, like, just for example, Nathan Fillion feels that Kaylee represents the innocence that Mal's lost. Wash has a zeal for life. Oh. Book represents his faith. Yeah. Et cetera. I think that I agree with that. That makes a lot of sense. What do you think about Jane, though? Jane, so he actually talked about Jane. Yeah. And he said that Jane represents selfishness. Okay. Which I thought was kind of interesting. That is interesting. Okay. And so do you think that that's why he keeps them so close? Maybe. Maybe. He keeps them close, but also a little bit at arm's length, perhaps. Yeah. Because, I mean, so book represents faith. Yes. That makes sense why he would want to keep him around, but also distanced. Yeah, because I think he wants it around. Yeah. But isn't willing to embrace it again fully. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. That's true. What do you think? Do you, I mean, what is, did Josh Whedon uh, comment on that? Not that I've read. This was Nathan Fillion's kind of examination of Mal. Okay. Which, I mean, he knows him best. Probably. Can we argue that? So Josh maybe hinted at this or at least semi-approves of the theory. Yeah. I like that a lot. What it did it say anything about um, like Simon and River? Nathan Fillion's comment didn't, but I don't know. I think maybe it reminds him of his loyalty. Okay. Like the fact that he needs to be loyal to people because Simon and and love Simon loves his sister so much. Yeah, that's true. Okay, I like that a lot. I like that because it really. Gives more meaning to Mal as a person when you recognize those relationships that he has with all of his crew members. Yeah. So. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Do you think that when Mal encounters problems or difficulties or reavers or, (laughs) you know, et cetera, et cetera, problems, Mm -hmm. do you think that he always has a plan? Or do you think that he's like, uh-oh, flying by the seat of his pants? Um, I think that Mal does have... I think it depends on the situation. I think that Mal does have some pretty 
elaborate plans at yeah. certain points in the series. But I think sometimes he's got to adjust on the fly. And he seems to do a pretty good job of it. Yeah. I agree with that. I think that he he does well at making a plan quickly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he knows his crew very well and knows their capabilities. And so he can use that knowledge to make a plan and use everybody's abilities to execute correctly. Yeah, I completely agree. There's there's kind of like an old adage where like you have a plan going into a fight until you get punched in the mouth. Yeah. And I think that's the way with Mal as a former soldier, I think kind of functions that way. Like he's got kind of a general plan going in, but then when things go haywire, he knows he's got to adjust quickly. Yeah. And I think what I appreciate about Mal is that he does use his crew and all of their strengths. Yes. He doesn't try to go at things by himself. I agree with that. So I think that he's um, a great captain in that way. Mm-hmm. In that he really utilizes each person and recognizes their weaknesses, but definitely their strengths and how they can benefit the crew and the ship. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with that. Absolutely. So um, do you think... Do you think Mal's a good leader? Oh, I think so. I mean, like I said, I think that he knows his crew very um, intimately. You know, mm-hmm. he knows each one of them, has different relationships with each one of them. And I think that's what is important as a leader is that he has that moral standing mm-hmm. that I think each of his crew can identify with. And so even if they may not agree with an action that he specifically takes, they can trust him that he knows what he's doing. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I can see that. So you don't feel like he's, he's basically just a a grunt, a soldier, like a, like a frontline soldier who's pretending to be a commander. No, I don't think so. He actually has that level of leadership ability. Oh, I think so. I think that he's a great leader because you see that with Jane where, uh, you see Jane kind of waver mm-hmm. in his loyalty. At yeah, first. for sure. Um, but you know, we don't know the the real reason of why Jane decides to stick with Mal. But you could only assume it's because of his deep loyalty, and that has to do with Mal being a great leader. I think that's a good point. There is there is respect. Yeah, and Jane knowing that Mal will always have his back. Yes. And do what's best for him. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that he's a good leader. Do you think so? I think he is. Yeah. I think that he is learning. I think yeah. he is. I think it's kind of like an evolutionary process for him as the series goes on. But I think he does do a reasonably good job. And like you said, he uses his crew members and their distinct abilities very well. Yeah. Yeah. And that that comes with being a leader. Like, he really takes the time to know each of his crew. Yeah, I agree with that. Even if it seems like he doesn't like you. That's true. That's true. That's true. He he didn't like Simon. Yeah. But he he knows his strengths and how they can benefit everybody. Yeah, where he can trust him. Yeah. Yeah. To where Simon... I mean, they stay on the ship. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he doesn't want to get rid of them. Yeah, so... I think so, definitely. Yeah. Do you think that Nathan Fillion did a great job? Oh, I think it was brilliant. I think so. Do you? Could you think of anybody that would do it better? I was going to say, so I'm glad you asked that. Oh, okay. To me, one of the one of the really good hallmarks of whether or not an actor has played a character well mm-hmm. is can you imagine anybody else playing that role? So for like Hannibal Lecter, you know, okay. Anthony Hopkins in yeah. Science of the La- Silence of the Lambs, cannot imagine anybody else playing Hannibal Lecter. Same. So, yeah. and so for me, I can't imagine anybody else playing Mal other than Nathan Fillion. I, I, I try to think of other actors and it's like, I don't think they could have done a good as job. I don't think so because... Yeah, I don't think that anybody could have because you have to have that serious, cynical, but also balance that with humor. Yes. Like there's so many different sides of Mal and Nathan Fillion really portrays it so well. Agreed. So 
I can't think of anybody. Because Mel's actually a fairly complex character. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think that that's, that's the interesting part is because he doesn't seem like he's going to be no. complex. No, he but doesn't. But he really is. Agreed. So, yeah, I don't think so. If you guys have a different opinion, let us know. Absolutely. Because I'd be curious. Me too, because I, I really can't think of anybody who'd be as good. But maybe you guys have a different opinion. Brendan Fraser. Ooh, that's interesting. He's too funny, though. I think he's a little bit too yeah, goofy. Yeah, he's too goofy. He couldn't have been as serious as Nathan Fillion yeah, is sometimes. But it's close. That's as good. Man. You had Nathan Lane a few weeks ago for Tom I'm Bombadil. Really good. I'm really good at this stuff. And then you are good at this stuff. <laughs> I will admit that. No, but he's too silly. I think you're probably right. But that was, that was my closest thought. That's pretty at good. At least. I like it. But other than that... I don't know. Nathan Fillion did a great job. He really did. Well done. Very well done. And all of the characters were pretty well cast. Oh my goodness. They really played off each other well. So good. But um, do you have anything else to add about Mal? I mean, this is your guy. He is my guy. And I feel like, I mean, I could talk about him forever, but I realize we're we're running up on our, well, our loose time limit here. But... (laughs) But no, I think that's good for now. I mean, I I love him, and I love Firefly, oh. and it's like you've mentioned before, and I've mentioned previously in other episodes. It's my favorite thing to watch. It's really good. So if you guys haven't watched it, definitely watch Firefly, please, because it. I know that it's not really, you know, we have like the big fantasy series. Yes. And this is kind of more out there. Yeah, it's not necessarily a mainline one. But it's very good. Very good. Great space western. Great American space western, <laughs> yes. which is its description on Wikipedia. It is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah. love it. Yeah. It, I mean, that's really bottom line. Bottom line. Watch it and the movie Serenity. Yeah. And watch the episodes in order, not how Fox Amen. butchered it. Amen. So. And you can find it on Hulu. You can. It's, it's all on Hulu. It is. So you can watch it there uh, and enjoy every piece of it. Yes. And it will be enjoyable. I, I fully expect that. Yeah. Well, thank you to Mel for being great. Thank you to Mel. And thank you guys for listening to this episode. Yeah. And if you want to continue the journey, you can find us on social media uh, at Instagram at the Fig Pod. Uh, also on Twitter at the FigPod, write into us at uh, thefigpod at gmail.com. Also, become a patron on patreon.com forward slash thefigpod. That really helps us out, uh, keeps us going. We like to interact with you guys, post exclusive content. Um, yeah. Absolutely. And if you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe to the Fantasy in General podcast so that you never miss another episode. Well, thank you guys for listening, and we will see you next week. See you next week. Bye.